What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Bash Brothers Podcast. I'm your host, Connor Chandler. This over here is my co-host, Jordan Harris. And we are the Bash Brothers, the only podcast where it's like sitting back with your friends, talking sports, life, everything in between. Jordan, where the heck have you been, bro? I'm more surprised you did it on the first take without having to redo first it First take times. in like four, five months? What do you mean? Last week we just did Mortal Kombat That's review. That's right. Mortal Kombat review was last week, and now we're back at it. What's going on? Like Jordan... When he gave the, uh, not you, the Michael Jordan, the uh, goat, I was like, when he came back, two words, I'm back, but we got to change it. We're back. Man, a lot of stuff's happened, bro. Yeah. A True lot or of false? Stuff. You're now an engaged man. I am. I am. True or false? You got a job promotion. I did, actually, yeah. yeah. Yeah, true or false. It's my one-year wedding anniversary tomorrow. I'm sitting there trying to remember what all has happened since we actually did the last episode of the podcast. Oh, all kinds. Because... We've got new NBA champions New hockey champions. The Braves are in first place. The Braves are in. Hey, that pick ain't looking too bad. Hey, and the Yankees are four games back. We're looking real good. Come on now. That's what I'm talking about. I know you heard that. Epic high five. And the greatest news of all. We are two weeks away from football season. Technically Technically one week away from week zero. Yep. But that gets a little fuzzy. I'm going to be honest, too. This year, um, college, college game day is opening week zero in Atlanta. Migos is performing. That right there, to me, gives week zero validity. Yeah. I think people, a lot of people just ignore week zero. They don't even watch week zero. They're like, oh, I don't care. Two egg techs playing two egg tech, two. It don't matter, bro. Football's on TV. We're watching it. But let's be honest, though. Week zero is just a nice little it's an appetizer. palate cleanser I like it. for week one. And, I mean, obviously, we get the best game of all week one. That's it. Honestly, week zero is a great opportunity to fire up the grill, practice your techniques before week one, you know, get the get the cornhole sacks out. Go ahead and get the trash picks out of the way week zero. That's right. Yeah, miss all your picks week zero. Yep. Get them all out of the way. Get, them, get those wrong picks out of your system. A lot has happened since we have been gone in this long, long week that we took after we reviewed Mortal Kombat. <laughs> um, also, I just, I'll just throw this out there. Space Jam, trash. It, yeah, it wasn't that good. If you, I, I think if you're a basketball fan, it's a little bit funnier. Um, the way I kind of describe that one is the first Space Jam was a Looney Tunes movie with basketball. This, was a, good, this yeah. was a basketball movie with Looney Tunes, and they just, I don't know, they tried to do... Too much with LeBron, in my oh, opinion. Yeah. On the cash pass or trash scale, it definitely goes to a trash. But the state of college football, it's, it's, dude, it's there's scary. a rumor going around here. I just I woke up one morning, uh-huh. and, and Brett McMurphy, he breaks all the college football news. If you're not following him, give him a follow on Twitter. You'll be up to date on everything. He says, bro, Texas and, uh, and Oklahoma want to come join the big dogs in the SEC. And now they are. And it's appearing in like we are. four years. But well... I think it'll be sooner than that, if I'm being honest. It is scheduled to go into effect 2025 for the 2025 season. What are your thoughts, man? Where do you You place those two teams in the the pantheon of the SEC? It's a difficult conversation because if we're talking about right now, like if they were to move in right now, I think Oklahoma would maybe fall in top three. Oh, no, they'd be a top-tier SEC team. Texas would be scraping the bottom with Vanderbilt. But now – Oh, I wouldn't go that far. Well, they they wouldn't be doing very well this this year. I I would put Texas as a middle-of-the-road SEC team. I think they would be better than Vanderbilt, better than South Carolina, better than Tennessee – uh, probably better. I mean, yeah, better than Mississippi State. Like, there's mm. there's a handful of teams that just yeah. on paper. Which let's be honest, we got a brand new, and we'll get to this. We got a brand new Texas team coming this year. Brand new starting quarterback, yep. first year head coach in Steve Sarkeesian, coming off an incredible year, calling the plays over for the Crimson Tide. There's a lot of a lot of promise there. Yep. A lot of possibilities for Texas. But go ahead. It'll be interesting. I mean, you know, Big Twelve Big Twelve notorious for no defense. Which I mean, we saw Oklahoma a couple years ago against Georgia put up a hundred and twenty point game total. So we did, you but never but know. also too, and this is a big point of emphasis. This has been a tough pill for me to swallow, as well as my head coach Kirby Smart. the 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 game of college football no longer moves towards the saying "defense wins championships." That's true. That's I mean, very we true. have seen uh, look at LSU kind of kind of began the thing with the Joe Burrow season. Right. Alabama has now hopped right on board. We'll see what Brett Billum is able to do over there. But you are looking at a you got to throw for you, you got to gain six hundred yards a game, and got, you got to hold your opponents to less than your score. Yeah, you got to be able to stay on the field definitely because defense can't just defense people all day. You got to be able to give them a rest. So it'll be interesting. I think I think Oklahoma as of right now, looks good to compete in the SEC. 
Texas, not now, but you never know what Steve's going to do in the next couple of years. I agree. I'm completely in the same book. I think Oklahoma would probably be a top three, top four SEC team this year. Moving forward, we'll see. Obviously, they come they come stacked this yeah. year. They are they are looking phenomenal on paper. Heisman and winner. Po- yes. I mean, hey, Lincoln, Riley, and Heisman, they go together like peanut butter and jelly. And then also, now you've got this rumor going around, and I'm, and I'm going to put air quotes around this because we don't know what the heck it means. The It has been announced by ESPN, confirmed. Yeah. Breaking news, Brett McMurphy once again. The ACC, the Big Ten, and the Pac-12 have announced an alliance. Yeah. I don't know what alliance means. It's going to be interesting. But let's be honest. All of this, this is one of those things where I just pull you in close. I'm going to tell you the truth. All of this is about money. Okay? Oh, it is. All of this is about money. And you, you, you have an SEC division or SEC conference who pretty much has ran college football now for the past, I don't know how long, but absolute dominance. And now they are the train with by adding right. these two teams. And if you don't get off the track, you're going to get run over. And now, obviously, the ACC, Big Ten, and Pac-12 appears to be trying to form a blockade to slow that down, try well, to compete. Well, you know, it's like I said when, when, I, when Oklahoma-Texas first broke. This is the end of the Power Five completely. I believe so, too. Um, yeah. A group of five conferences already mentioned that they would like to absorb the rest of the Big 12 into them. Yeah. So that would completely dissolve the Big 12 altogether. You figure, I don't think ACC, Big Ten, and Pac-12 can make one huge conference. That'd be insane to have all these teams competing for one conference title. Yeah. But it depends on where the future goes as far as conference titles and playoffs and right, all this stuff. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, the, the big the big five, oh, the Power Five, I think, will break down into about three conferences. Probably it's what's going to wind up happening. I can then, see that. I think yeah. this is the most exciting, though. The traditionalist college football fan in me, this makes me nervous. Yeah. You know, I get nervous, especially with all the the, the NIL stuff. We, we are moving to a place, all the transfer rules, we are moving to a place that looks more like the NFL. Right. Obviously, the, tra- the traditionalist in me doesn't like this, but listen, it's, you know, get, it's the same thing. Hop on yeah. the train or get off. I love college football. I'll always be riding with it. But I think this is most exciting for a team that's a group of five team. Oh yeah. Completely. If you're if you're a Cincinnati, if you're a UCF, if you're a Coastal Carolina, so forth and so on. I am looking right now. This is my opportunity. Oh, somebody dropped out of the Big Twelve. Hey, I'm raising my hand. Yeah. I'll pay you a couple much. million dollars. That's going to help recruiting. You're going to get your name out there more. Like these are the these are. While this is kind of cavalcading some people, it's also opening doors for others. Yeah. Well, let's be honest too, though. Like. You know, the discussion's already been said, and it's pretty much a done deal at this point. They're expanding the playoffs. I think, what was it, a 12 team is what they're talking about yes, right now? see, that's another thing that we so, have not spoke about at all. Yeah, and I mean, let's be honest. The emphasis in previous years has been conference championship. Conference championship pretty much automatically gets in if you're a Power 5 team yep. with, you know, one loss or maybe undefeated. And it's looking like we might be going that way yeah. with the 12 team, with the 12, right. which – what does this new but, rule even, how does yeah, it impact that? I was about that? to say, it, with an expansion, it, it really doesn't matter. I mean, you get one of three spots if you win a, a conference championship or whatever. Yep. So, like, in moving forward, you could be whatever team you want to. You know, Cincinnati last year would have easily got in with a 12-team playoff. So, yep. you know, I think the way we're moving forward, just conference championships really won't matter what as are much. Your, what are your thoughts on the 12-team payoff? Like, like uh, cash, trash, pass, what do you think? It's a weird setup, which I know they talked about, like, a first-round buy for – the top four teams or something like that. It depends on how they set it up, but I, I know there an expansion needs to happen. I was, I think I'm more in favor of probably around an 18 playoff. I was going to say the same thing. But, I would have gone eight off. Really. Yeah, but I mean, you know, hey, 12, they want to do 12. That's more football for us to watch. That's right. No, definitely exciting. I like the direction we're moving in. Uh, you know, two or three months ago, we thought that this whole COVID-19 thing was getting a lot better, yeah. that we would have fans in the stands. It's looking like we will still have plenty of fans in the stands. There are some rules and regulations being thrown out. Uh, they just broke the news that Oregon will now, you you will require proof of vaccination or a recent negative test to enter Hawaii's first game. They're not going to have any fans because COVID's kind of breaking out pretty thick in Hawaii right now. Yeah. So there are kind of limiting factors. They also just broke the news. Head coach, new head coach Brian Harson of the Auburn right. Tigers does have COVID. He should be back before week one. Plenty of time. Hopefully, you know, thoughts and prayers. Hopefully everything's good yeah. and safe out there. Um, I think that won't have I, – I, it's crazy to say, I don't think that will have as big an impact this year because I think everybody's trying to stay open and just move right. forward. Well, you know, I think – and I know as of right now, Georgia I think is 100% vaccinated. Alabama's like mm-hmm. 99% vaccinated. Most of these teams are completely vaccinated. Yeah, they are moving, um, yes. Huh, yeah. And, I mean, you know, this just kind of goes with like our normal – 
flu season, quote unquote. You know, we get sick around this time of year. Yeah, COVID's obviously really contagious. So and it's a lot more serious in gonna, terms of yeah. Yeah, so I mean, it's it's going to happen. You know, we're going to have flare ups like this, but. I think with the way vaccinations have been going and the precautions everybody's been taking, I think we're going to have a, a mostly normal right. college football season. Well, I mean, you look at it right now. From from everything we're being told, it's about as worse as it's been at this moment. And I literally just watched a preseason game between the Bills and the Chicago Bears, and the stadium's absolutely packed everybody right. shoulder to shoulder. It looks like all of these organizations, all of these high-powered organizations, are going to do everything they can to keep the doors open, keep butts in seats, yeah. and keep everything moving. Because, hey, the world's going to keep turning. We just got to keep turning with it. It is. It is. So it'll be interesting to see, but hopefully we'll have a, a way more normal season than we did last year. Facts. Amen to that. So let's talk. Let me ask you a question here. Ask we me. got a lot of first-year head coach. As we do every year, the coaching carousel continues to spin just as the world does. You like that segue? Ball yeah, out. Yeah, very nice. Um, I want to ask you. I'll let you answer first. We probably got the same answer. We might have a little bit of varying ideas on this, but who has the best year Best first-year head coach in all of football. Okay. I think we do have the same answer, but I'm going to answer differently. Mark Rick. Just kidding. Yes. He's not coaching. No. Also, prayers Rick. up to Mark facts, Rick for yeah. the Parkinson's. Amen. Um, I'm going to answer differently than you than what I think you're going to answer. Hopefully, you, I don't run right into your answer here. If you do, it's good. I'm going to say uh, Shane Beamer at South Carolina. I like I'm it. He's going to have a – you know, South Carolina last year wasn't – you know, South Carolina has been floundering – under uh, I feel much like, champ for a while. I agree. I feel like they've just but, been floating out there. Yeah, like but, nobody pays attention to them. It's just it's South. It's like they don't. It's weird because they don't get any love because they're not that yeah. good. But they really haven't been like getting a bunch of hate. No, and they've been a middle of the road team in the SEC East. But let's be honest, I think that's a lot on Muschamp. No offense, love you at Georgia, Muschamp, but his head coaching record is not good. And as we Facts. just mentioned, is ge- gearing more toward offensive sided college football. Shane Easy, Beamer yeah. has been. You know the one of the a great offensive drivers yeah. for you know Oklahoma for years. So I think, granted, this year I don't think I think they'll probably be a top four team in the SEC East. I don't think they're going to make too much noise, but I mean you never know with South Carolina and Shane Beamer, new head coach, he might can make some noise in the SEC East. But as of right now, I think Florida, Georgia, and maybe Kentucky still have a little bit of an edge on them. But I think Missouri finishes ahead of them too. You think so? I do. They yeah. might. They very well could. I but, think Texas finishes ahead of them too. See what Not, I did there? I'm putting, yeah, yeah, I'm putting them in the yeah, East, yeah. which probably ain't going to happen. Yeah. But. but, yeah, I think that's where I'm going to go. But I think, you know, next three years, look out for Shane Beamer in the SEC East. I think he's going to make some noise. Uh, I like it. I like it. I, I would. I, I, I like your pick, and I see I see your points behind I think you make great points there. But I will say – I do not th- – of the first-year head coaches in the SEC, I don't think he is even the best first-year head coach. I think that goes to the aforementioned Brian Harson. We'll think. see. We'll see. Uh, put down your pitchforks, please. Mike, mine is, has got to be Steve Sarkeesian. Um, yeah. he, he inherits the richest financially program, one of the most historically rich programs in college football at UT. He comes in. Um, the quarterback that he will inherit, they have not named a starter just yet. But uh, last year, I always for Sam Ellington, I remembered it. Look at that. Ellinger. Last year, Ellinger, thank you. <laughs> Sam, <laughs> that's funny. Sam Ellinger comes in to their bowl game, wrecks his shoulder. The backup comes in, lights it up. I'm guessing that's going to be your starter. His name eludes me right now. Steve Sarkeesian. What is his name Sam, too, or Shane? Or I think it's, S, it's it? I, I believe so, something like that. But um, you, you now have – uh, uh, Steve Sarkeesian coming off his best year as a oh, coach yeah, for sure. in general at Alabama. I think, I mean, flawless 13-0, had a great quarterback, had an incredible – now, let's be honest. It's an embarrassment of riches last year's Alabama team. Like, oh, yeah. you know, yeah, me yeah. and you might could have called plays. Probably not as good as he did, but we definitely could have hung in there. But uh, so I think Steve Sarkeesian comes out. I think he lights it up. I think Texas finishes third in the Big 12 this year. I think the the Big 12, let's be honest, I think it's a two-man fight between Iowa State and Oklahoma. Yep. If he can get one of those wins, I think that would be huge. If he could take them to a Big 12 conference title game, I think that's a massive win. I think you're looking at maybe 7-5, and 8-4, and four, but I think he's your best first-year head coach. Yeah, that was where I was going. I figured you were going to go there, so I went ahead and picked different. But, yeah, I think Respect. Steve easily finishes the best in his conference compared to the other new head coaches. Right. Um, but he's just not even close to Oklahoma right now. So, and it's definitely it's a tough conversation to have in general because you look at it and you go, well, what's a, what is a good 
first year head coach look like? Yeah. And we, we were kind of discussing this before we started. We'll take you a peek behind the curtain. And I made the statement that if if uh, Brian Harson goes eight and four at Auburn yeah. this year, and Steve Carkeesian goes eight and four at Texas, holy crap! That Harson's record is oh, yeah, so sure. much better. Well, you know, you think about it, like Harson. New head coach is going against a, a pretty much fully established Alabama team, a fully established LSU team, Texas A&M, who's had their head coach for a while. LSU. LSU. Penn State, which LSU? I'm not saying – no, you didn't. You hadn't yet. Penn State is – all no, those five games right there, oh, yeah. the Penn State one is it's the rough. one you should win. Let's be honest. I think, mm-hmm. they, I think they're playing in week two. I'd have to look at the schedule. But, like, that's five massive football games. Oh, and one more. Georgia. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's freaking – that's a tough road to hoe, fam. I mean, you're going against – right there or off the rip, you're going against two top five teams on your regular season schedule. So, you figured definite L's on those – you know, football's football, so anything can happen. Oh, yeah, facts. Defi- you figure definite L's on, on those paper, two On paper, you're least. taking an L to Alabama. You're yeah. taking an L to Georgia. You're taking an L to Texas A&M. LSU. Probably an L to LSU. Those four you almost 50, can 50 write against down. Penn State. Right. So, I mean, yeah, you know. And then South Carolina, same way. I don't know who their West schedule is, but, I mean, Florida, even with Emory Jones, very good chance of beating South Pro- Carolina. Yeah. Georgia should – Wipe the floor yeah. with them. Kentucky's as Kentucky's stoops. a fifty-fifty. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, you know, a lot of established teams going against some new new guys here. So we'll see what happens. But I agree. All right, let's let's jump over to now from from coaching awards to player awards. Man, the segues keep on coming. Keep on. Doing Heisman, it. what you thinking? I mean, we're, let, let's we're not going to get into. I I'm not a massive fan of preseason Heisman odds. I mean, there are literally people you don't even know their names. They'll be in the conversation at the end of this. Yeah. Um, but like just on paper, off the top of your head, what are you thinking? Well, I mean, and who do you go to besides the kid wearing the OU jersey? I was about to say the 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 main pick right there is Spencer Rattler. He sure is. There's so many guys though that that could be in this conversation in the year. I mean, you got Bryce Young at Alabama, who we don't know what's going to happen, but he's a highly talented recruit. I think DJ at Clemson could be in the conversation in the year. My number one pick behind Spencer, I think, is it's is going to be yours too, probably. But JT Daniels, I think, is right there behind him. Um, and you know, we're not even considering people. You know, like you'll have. Uh, Zach Wilson's every year yep. from like these smaller yeah. Power Five schools or other schools that you won't even think about until they you know get halfway through the season. So it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. Then you also got Sam Howell at North Carolina can make a lot of noise. Sam, you got Sam Howell, Keaton Slovis. Yeah, there's a there's a lot I mean, there's a lot of potentials this year. Yeah. And then on the defensive side is Kayvon Thibodeau over at Oregon. If you don't know his name, learn it really quick. He is going to be the best defensive player in the game of college football. Yeah. He plays for Oregon. He's an absolute monster. So, but I'm, I'm in complete agreement with you. I think the number one pick on paper has to – and, I mean, you do have to throw Bryce in there as well. Yeah. I mean, you have to throw him in there. We don't know what it's going to look like, but, I mean, Mac Jones finished second, and we didn't know what that was going to look like, yeah. and then he comes out and lights it up. So, I mean, there are definitely, there are definitely people – Behind the scenes, and even more in the forefront. Yeah. But I think if you're a betting man, you've got to look at Spencer. It's Spencer. I mean, don't get it twisted too. You're going to have your Devonte Smiths and all come yeah, out true. there. Your wide yeah. receivers and running backs have a breakthrough season. I mean, Justin Ross from uh, Clemson, Clemson comes to mind. Yeah. I mean, really good wide receiver. So be very interesting to see know. what kind of season Ross has after that injury yeah, coming it is. back. So on paper, you know, I got to go Spencer, and then behind him, I want to say JT is a Georgia fan. Which JT's poised to have a great season anyway. Don't get me he wrong. He is, yeah, but. I mean, you got how many good quarterbacks? I mean, Matt Corral still back there. Oh, at dude, Miss. you have I mean, so many quarter. I mean, uh, let's see. You got Dylan Gabriel at UCF will yeah. still be in there. Uh, what's the kid at FSU who I transferred just over? About that, yeah, yeah. Daggum, and you I never know. If he has a breakthrough season. I put him. I put him on the. I put him on the list last year when or, or last time when we did the top five returning quarterbacks. And yeah. people are probably like, "What the heck?" But hey, he had a great spring game over at FSU. So I mean, we'll see. There's a like you said. There's a lot of names. Uh, you know, week six we'll hop back on here and go. Here's what this playoff or here's yeah. what this Heisman picture is kind of really actually starting which, to look like. Which we were in last year. Week six doesn't matter too much. I'm looking at you, Kyle Trask. But oh, you know. My. My goodness. Holy cowboy, we were so high on Florida. Oh, for sure. People cannot say we are we are 100% unbiased on this podcast. We were showing them so much love. And, and then, boy, like whoop. driving a car down a mountain. Like throwing a shoot midfield. It just boy, went, it went all the way to the 20-yard line. 
Florida, I will will we can we can update this. SEC actually just broke this news. Florida is still the only team to lose a game by throwing a shoe at least twenty yards. Uh, yeah, or more. at least. Yeah. No, ten yards or less, maybe, but twenty yeah. yards or more, they're still the only team. To he lose chunked that shoe though. He might not can. He, Boy, dude had an arm. I tell you what, he might not have a, a career in football, but he could try shot put or something like that. that Come man. on now, Dave. Y'all know we had to do it. All right, top twenty-five poll came out. Mm-hmm. Honestly, everything looks good, but I'm, I'm I've got a complaint here. I've got to say it. So. Polls were released kind of in a random order. The AP poll is obviously what we will break down and go by. But um, I got to be honest here, and and for the Alabama fans that may be listening to this, I'm sorry. Alabama is only number one because they are Alabama. Let's get some things out here. Nick Saban reloads every year. I get that, okay? But they lost so much talent. They have a quarterback in Bryce, Bryce Young coming in who has only thrown 22 passes all in garbage time. They love to show that clip of him threading the needle at Kentucky. Yes, it's a, that's one great throw, which I got to say this, Mac Jones was the same way. Completely, I mean, he had played one game at Auburn where he threw two pick sixes and crapped the bed and they took home an L. That was the only loss in his career. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Bryce Young could come out and have the absolute banger of a season. We have so many teams, I say so many, there's four teams above Georgia in the top five that are starting brand new quarterbacks, and yep. I'm counting DJ. I know he had a few starts, but I'm yep. counting him under that. I'm counting uh, uh, Ohio State, Alabama, Oklahoma should be the number one team in the country. Am I wrong? You're not wrong. And honestly, I told you this a while ago, but they have project, Alabama projected as the number three team in the West. So far this I, year, I saw that. Granted, which I don't, I don't believe, I don't agree with that but at all. It's possible. I will say it's possible now. Anything is possible. But to me, if you're looking at the top five, Ohio State should be the first team out. If you're looking at what everybody's lost, if you're not comparing to last season and you're looking at this season, like who's who has what, it should be, in my opinion, from the top five: Oklahoma, Georgia, Clemson, Bama. I think if you're talking about who we have reloading coming back in. Yes, I agree. Yes. If you're looking at it, if you're taking everything, I mean, number one, let's just get this out here too. It's a preseason ranking. It's stupid. It doesn't matter. It's just a a thing we have to do. And then as analysts of the game, we have to talk about it. Let's be honest too. The the AP poll in general does not matter until the college football playoff poll comes out. That first weekend in October, traditionally, I think this year it is one, I think it's like one week ahead or something like that. But – on paper, if you're looking at what is returning, what you lost and what is returning, and we're trying to pick the best teams, I completely agree. Georgia, on paper, should be better than Alabama, right? Oklahoma, on paper, should be better than – like, and I say this with the understanding that Bryce Young could come out and have the greatest college football season of any player who's oh, ever had. Sure. C.J. Stroud, who is going to start at The Ohio State University. Just get ready for it. That's who it's going to be. It'll be his first time playing college football. He could have the greatest season ever. Yep. They should not be ranked ahead of Georgia. You just for what? For, they shouldn't be yeah. ranked ahead of Oklahoma because Oklahoma should be your number one team in the country starting out. Yeah, I agree. But you know, all this will uh, kind of be proven the first couple weeks of the season. That is the good news. So. Is all of this will be worked out. Let's kind of take a dive into some teams here. Let's look at some storylines in this top twenty-five. Then we're gonna get into a little bit of Week One preview, which I absolutely cannot wait for. I want to start with. Uh, let's start here at North Carolina, number mm-hmm. ten. Okay. Um, what's your what's your thoughts there? I mean. The ACC this year has a lot of sleeper teams. Do not get me wrong. North Carolina is just like Miami, returning their, what, fifth or sixth year quarterback. Yep, Sam Howell. So, I mean. Super that, high. And yeah. we didn't mention him enough in that Heisman talk. He is high up He there. is there. So, He's I mean, got to be. North Carolina's a team, I, I agree they should be in the top ten. You could see them climb higher than that by the end of the season. It just depends on how they go. No team this year, in my opinion, more than any other year, is safe. Your top oh, tier yeah, teams, Alabama, Clemson, they're not safe like they normally are. I agree because there's so much. Un- now, by yeah. week three, we could go, holy crap, they're phenomenal. Exactly. They're completely safe. But right now, I agree. It's the same with Ohio State. Now, yeah. let's be honest. I don't think there is that next man up in the Big Ten like there is in the ACC, in the SEC, in the Big 12, even in the Pac-12. But I don't think Ohio State has that next man up right there like nipping at their heels but i completely agree there's so many unknowns i i think i think okay so let's look at north carolina right mac mm-hmm. brown's been recruiting at a super high level he's doing really well Gr- absolute great running back and uh quarterback coming back 
do you think it is a three-man race for the ACC, Miami, North Carolina, and Clemson? Oh, 100%. And, I mean, like I said, I put FSU as a sleeper there, too, because, I mean. Yeah, a lot FSU. of unknown, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, ACC, to me, is the most open conference of the Power Five. I think that they have the ten, the most teams that could be competing yeah, for. Yeah, I could agree. Yeah, I would spot. agree with that because they have three. I think everybody else has just about two. Yeah. Uh, okay, 16, LSU. Um, what's, your, what's your thoughts there? Coach O on the hot seat, no doubt. Uh, you know, I mean, it depends. He didn't have the season he, he wanted to last year, especially after coming off that dominant season the year before. But you know they're 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 poised to you know do some damage in the SEC West potentially. A lot of unknowns see, there. You yeah. know, Miles Brennan undergoes what we're being told is season ending season season ending shoulder surgery. Say that twister. ten times. It really is. Uh, we got I got it written down here. Max Brennan or Max Johnson is supposed to be the starter. He obviously will be. We actually saw him play a good yeah. bit last year, so he does have some live reps. But man, I think that seat is hot for Coach O. And, well, after. Coming off of what he did, but you know, we saw the same thing with Gene Chiz a couple years ago, right? That's true. Got a yeah. dominant quarterback, won a uh, won a natty, and then he fell was, off. He was going pretty quick yeah. there. So, Coach O may be in the same boat. We'll have to see what happens this coming up season. I agree. All right, jump, just jump two spots ahead. Fourteen, Miami. Miami is dangerous. I think so they too, are man. Dangerous. I think so too. I think Coach put, Diaz is ready to go. I'm man. not putting Alabama on upset alert week one yet, but they're, they're in a they're in a watch. Man, it's not a warning. It's if you a watch. if you hear the, the 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 game week one, and we'll talk about it in a minute, Alabama versus Miami, right? Of past, I agree. That's a slobber knocker in terms yeah, of Alabama sure. comes out thumps them. This year is interesting. You have a kid in Bryce Young making his yep. first start. Versus a sixth year, which there's a variable there too. Derek King right. tore the ACL. It will be his first game back. Coach Diaz has confirmed on ESPN that he's ready to go. He's good. There's a lot of variables. Listen, death taxes in week one is unpredictable. Yeah. Appalachian State can tell you that all day against never, Michigan. Never underestimate how much of an advantage experience and knowledge can give you over athletic ability. Listen to me. The lights get real freaking bright. You yep. can just ask my my third string five foot nine quarterback last year when he came the out mailman. of the locker room from halftime against Alabama. The lights get real yeah. bright. So we'll see what happens. I, granted, I don't. I, I still think Alabama wins the game. Don't get me wrong, but I'm not. I'm not just. Locking Alabama in at my number ten, my ten point pick week one. Oh no, shot! I I completely agree. I don't think they're a ten point pick at all. Um, is that game on there? I don't know. It probably it should be. It should be. I've looked. I just can't remember. I hadn't really taken a massive deep dive into pick them just yet. Uh, jump one spot, Florida. Florida. I'm gonna be honest with you. I think Florida is probably the number three team in the East this year. I mean, people are high on Emory Jones. I'm not high on Emory Jones. Who do you think is two? I think Kentucky's gonna be ahead of Florida. Honestly, I do. And and the thing about it is. And we've seen it the last two years. Emory Jones would come out and have a Joe Burrow-esque or a Kyle Trask-esque season and just dominate after being average or subpar in previous years. I don't see it. Florida lost a lot. They lost their Kyle Pitts, who was their number one receiver. They lost Kyle Trask, who absolutely dominated all last year. Emory Jones, from what I've seen him play, and he's played a good bit now. Great yeah, he number. has. He's got some he reps. He's he not has, yeah. impressed me once. Well, the, leg, the legs are incredibly impressive. They are. Here's the variable for me. I think Florida stays – I think Florida will be better than people think Florida will be because of this right here. You look at Dan Mullen's career and where he's found success. He discovered a young man by the name of Timothy Tebow, okay? That's true. College-wise, incredible offensive player, okay? But is Emory Jones going to be a Timothy Tebow? I'm not going there yet. You look at another guy that he he worked with quite often named Dak Prescott. Incredible career over at Mississippi State. He now has the offense that Dan Mullen wants to run under Emory Jones. Kyle Trask, that offense last year, that was a great. Like Tony and Kyle Pitts, like generational talent there in Kyle Pitts, right? Throw it up to him, he's going to bring it down. But you now have an offensive-minded Coach Mullen, who obviously I know we're not big fans of. We're listen, we're bred to dislike Florida. We're we're Georgia fans. Come on, but we're giving. I just don't like Dan Mullen. All right, I'm kind of in the same boat. But you have a guy here who is a great offensive mind, who now has a quarterback who, if he can learn to throw the ball effectively, 
can run the system that has been proven to breed success. Here's my argument, though, with, Dan, with Dan Mullen in Florida and, and all the, the, the QB guru, as he's like to be called. Facts. From what I've – and granted, Kyle, I don't know what Kyle Trask's talent level was necessarily, but I'm going to be honest with you. Tim Tebow was a great quarterback. He developed him into a greater quarterback. Dak Prescott, great quarterback. He got to be a greater quarterback. I see where you're going. The, the guy after Dak Prescott at Mississippi State, what was his Nick something? I can't remember his last Nick name. Nick Fitzgerald. That dude was not that good. And he was not that good under Dan Mullen. Coach Rick had to kick him out. And, I mean, it's just – Not really. He didn't really kick him out. Coach Rick picked somebody else and Nick yeah. Fitzgerald transferred. But it's just like, dude, I mean, he, he wasn't that good. And granted, Kyle Trask had a breakout season. I wouldn't go – he wasn't that good. That, that was a good – he was a good quarterback. I mean, not great. Mm. He wasn't. He was not a generational talent by any means. He, he was a. He won the games he was supposed to. Right. He was a. He was a bit. Yes. But then lost thirty three to three against oh, boy, Georgia. Almost smacked <laughs> him up that night, did we? But. So I mean, granted, I don't know. Is is Emory Jones, uh, Kyle Trask, or Nick Fitzgerald? We're gonna find out this year, but. I agree. I, I'm right there with you. Uh, it all it all comes down to Emory Jones and how that how that offensive looks uh, how that offense looks there. Quick pick on on Oregon. Listen, Oregon Oregon and USC are in the same boat. Except or uh, USC will have the better quarterback this yeah. year. If you're Oregon, this is you you come off of a of a Pac-12 title game last year. You weren't even supposed to play in. You're the Pac-12 champs. I think we got to put an asterisk by that. Again, I'll say it again. Best defensive player in the, in the nation coming in at Kayvon Thibodeau. If you don't know him, learn his name. Incredible freaking watch the film. Yeah, I think Oregon's definitely got to take a step forward, which the Pac-12 is one of those things where last year is such a weird thing to break down because they only played like four games yeah, each. And then the other times, I guess they just sat around and played checkers. Like nobody played football hardly over there in the Pac-12. USC at number 15. Again, Keaton Slovis. Clay Helton, everything is there for USC to now pick yeah. up the flag, and everybody's taking a step back. Your Washingtons, Arizona State is is interesting. Mm-hmm. Arizona, I, I'm very high on Arizona State there too. They come in at 25, but I know Oregon is ranked higher than USC at the start. But this is but this is USC's title to win. Jump straight ahead now to Notre Dame at number nine. Again, uh, every we might have one massive mega conference. Notre Dame is still going to be chilling over here on the sideline. Notre Dame, if for all that is holy in this world, do not put them in another playoff. They got lucky and beat Clemson with Trevor Lawrence out last year. Then I got actually slapped right after that. So, I mean, from what we understand now, they're probably not going to play in the ACC again. So, I don't think, you know, they're just going to have another Notre Dame season. Whether a committee likes to put them in or not, you know they're they're gonna have some they they play some big teams. Don't yes, get me wrong. here's where I, that's where I'm going because I just I just pulled it up here on our on the big board. So Notre Dame this year, unlike other years in the past, they have a shot to prove that they will actually belong. Listen to this schedule. They open up with FSU. Not a big game on paper, but FSU could prove to be something. Right. You got number twelve Wisconsin in there. You have a number eight Cincinnati team, and that's at Cincinnati. That's a big game to circle there. You ju- you also play USC. That's a big game. We just mentioned USC. North Carolina, you have big games on the schedule. You win all four of those ball games. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe trip up one. You go 11-1 and one through that schedule. Now, you won't have the conference game to do the 13th data point, but that's a pretty good schedule in terms of you compare yeah. that to other people's schedules. Now, let's be honest. If Auburn beats the five teams we mentioned earlier, you, get, you know. Yeah. But in terms of schedules, those are four pretty big football games. We'll see what happens. I mean, Notre Dame classically, you know, I, I think they'd like to avoid the conference championship, and they will from now on considering what happened to them last year. I'll, I'll make the prediction right now that you will you will seriously miss Ian Book oh, and sure. that they will lose two out of the four ball games I just mentioned. For sure. I think North Carolina beats them. I think uh, Cincinnati beats them. And I would honestly go out on a limb and say USC probably beats them too. Speaking of Cincinnati, oh, segue. Cincinnati. Cincinnati is coming nice. in at number eight. Let me, big, tell you, let me explain something to you. Big here. I'm big on this. Big. A lot of people are big on this. We've said it every year. Group of five. If you want to get into a playoff, play a Power Five team. They said Cincinnati. Right, they said sign me up. Doubled coach. down. They, they doubled. Are, they are not only playing Notre Dame. Not only they tell are them. playing Indiana too. Indiana, Big Ten team, and, and Michael Penix Jr. coming back yep. healthy. Also ranked. Oh, they eleventh. So Indiana, 18th, no, Indiana, eighteenth, seventeenth, seventeenth. They're okay. further behind, but they're still 
Big no, Ten team. A, yeah. I'll give it to them 100%. Indiana did well last Boy, year. Boy, that Big last Ten. year's Indiana team was so, a beast until Michael Penix Jr. got injured. Look, hey, don't forget them taking Ohio State to the wire. I'm going to tell you something right now. It's a good football game. For Cincinnati getting shafted last year, if they go through this schedule undefeated when they're conference, oh, they're in. I don't care who was undefeated in the season. Cincinnati deserves at least a four spot. Well, I don't know about that. If I'm going to say, I don't care. Woo! Oh gosh, you talking about the thing about that? Like every everybody. See, I don't, every, I don't. I still don't think. Okay, but you look at. Okay, let's just. Well, I can't hypothetical because I can't see the massive board in the interwebs of who's working. I think if. I think if four, and it might not even be possible because they all probably play each other, I think if any four of the top seven teams ahead of them go undefeated, they'll get a bit in more because the strength of schedule will just my, be stronger. My argument is is everybody has said it every single year, you know, play power five teams and you'll That's get in. That's true. They, you they, play they, two. They're playing two, and they're still going to play their conference And that Notre Dame game is big. It is and big. And they get them at home. Actually, they're playing Notre Dame at Notre Dame. Are they? Yeah. Am I wrong about that? They're playing Notre Dame and Indiana. Wait, away, away. On the road, oh, yes. that's even bigger. Yeah. If you beat Indiana on the road and then Notre Dame on the road, they play them back to back weeks too. Oh man, that's the thing about it. Like you're playing both your Power Five teams back to back weeks, but like, and you got shafted last year. Like, I mean, I think they deserve a shot. <laughs> I mean, over last, Notre Dame, last year would have been the year to do it over Notre yes, Dame. 100%. I agree. I see what you're saying. But like, and granted, A and M was in that conversation too. A and M kind of deserves. We were in that I conversation. Thought. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's a few teams in that conversation. Dog. Cincinnati. Sorry, I'm gonna give it to you. Of all the teams I've seen play, Group of Five that said we're the national championships. I'm looking at you, Central Florida. Cincinnati has done the most to prove they belong in this playoff. They ha- they have to. And it, and it, and it, Desmond Riddler, Rit, we call him the Riddler. Desmond Ritter is Ritter. a fantastic quarterback. Yep. That defense is nasty. Yep. You watch that Georgia-Cincinnati game, by all aforementioned, I know it's a bowl game. I know it surrounds that. They probably should have won that ball game. The dog's resilience and a freaking and fantastic kick by Jack Podolizny. I mean, put the dogs in, gave us the win. Yeah. But let's be honest, Cincinnati, and here's the kicker. Here is this is the point that you got to just freaking Polanski hold on the kicker. to. We just talked about that. Oh, that was actually not a bad joke there. <laughs> they start at eight. It's yeah. not like they're starting at nineteenth and they got to climb yeah. to the top four. They four are spots. four spots away, and two of the teams in front of them play week one. If we did the expansion in the in the season right now, they're, they're four teams ahead of in. the last team. In come it's, on, bro. I'm high on Cincinnati this year. I'm high on them, too, just because it is exciting. And and like I kind of mentioned earlier, I think with the whole reshaping college football, Cincinnati, you need to jump into a conference. I'm going to be honest with you. If Georgia, for some reason, does not get in the playoffs this year and Cincinnati <laughs> you does, get a Desmond I'm going to rent a Cincinnati jersey for <laughs> the playoffs. I don't want to no. buy one. But, yeah, you know. I ain't written, I ain't buying. No, it's dogs till I die. Iowa State, number seven. How on, how on the Cyclones, what you think? I mean, they're going to be number two team in the Big 12, but I don't think they're going to I don't know Oklahoma. about that. Listen, Matt Campbell, I think is a is last year top five coach in the in college football. Like, come on, bro, they're gonna be they they did beat Oklahoma last year, not in the championship right. game. They got them in the regular season. Everybody returns for Iowa State this year. Brock Purdy is gonna he he is a sustainable, perfectly even kill quarterback. He is going to get the job done. And in the backfield, you got Brees Hall, one of the top five running backs in the in the college football yep. right now. They're, I'm high on Iowa State. I'm not saying they're going to beat Oklahoma, but let me tell you this: we will reveal that next week, and you might hear their name. I might, but I will say this: I'm high on Iowa State, and but until Oklahoma shows me some warning flags, I don't think any team's beating Oklahoma in the Big Twelve. And that is very possible. That is very possible. All right, jump one more spot, number six. Texas A&M for I mean they're in they're in the mix in the in the SEC West this year. Don't get me wrong. The 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 prediction I told you earlier they had Alabama at three. They had A&M at one going undefeated. It's a possibility. A&M played very well last year. They almost beat Alabama. Realistic. Well, they they only had one loss last year, didn't they? Or was it two? I think it was two. Was it who else they lose to? I don't remember. Anyway, it doesn't matter now. It was yeah, last year. Pass is the pass. But, but either way, they came in at number five last year. They were the first team out. Should have been in over another. But that A and M team was really, really good they last were. year. And and this is one of those things where you know A and M at number six, it, it's not it's not credited. Iowa State should be ahead of them. Yeah. Cincinnati should be ahead of them. You got a brand new quarterback to replace an a, a, honestly probably the greatest quarterback in Texas A and M history over there at Kellen Mond, mm-hmm. an eighth year starter over there. Honestly, like. You are replacing four offensive linemen. Like that's a yep. big deal. That is a complete offensive rebuild. But here's the here's their kicker. 
they got a really favorable schedule. They get Alabama at home at Kyle Field. We know that's a big variable. Twelfth man. That's big. Their <coughs> excuse me. Their only other test on the schedule is LSU. Yeah. They draw, I think, Arkansas and South Carolina out of the East. Super favorable schedule. Arkansas in the West. Oh, sorry. I got it written down here. Who is it? Let me look. Let me look. Let me, South Carolina. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a South Carolina. Yeah. My bad. Typo. But it's like that's that's the thing, right? Is can you get everything old down running well by the time you run at Alabama? That's very true. But you, like I said, you get him at home. That's and big. I think. I think with SEC West, I'll say this again: the door is a little bit further open this year. I still think Alabama has their well, hand on the knob. Right? At this point, yeah. Is. We literally could watch Alabama come out and beat Miami to a pulp and go, "Nope, that door is yeah, solidly that door just closed, slammed shut." Exactly. But as of right now, at this point in the year, Alabama's got their hand on the doorknob, but the door's a little bit further open than, than it is. At this point, I agree. All right, number five, the dogs. Georgia should win the East. Shouldn't be a competition. And I'll honestly, if you beat Clemson week one, you should easily run the table to the SEC championship. 100%. I agree. And lock in a playoff spot. But I we'll agree. see what happens. Georgia returns so much power. Obviously, JT Daniels, about four running backs that could start yep. at just about any SEC school. The offensive line is stout. We do have a couple injuries that scare me. Yeah, Obviously, Tyke Smith, Darnell Washington that's have been announced. One. They will probably, most likely, will be out for that game against Clemson. The secondary is your only question, and yep. you just lost probably your leader back there for oh, week sure. one. The one with the most experience. Correct. But the Clemson game is still, I think that's a 50-50 toss-up game. As of now, most analysts are picking Georgia. You'll get our picks yep. next week. Um, I, I agree with you. Kirby is kind of famous for losing to a South Carolina yep. or to somebody that he's supposed to beat. I'll give him that. But I'm with you. Let's be honest. We say it every year, but I think this year more than it's the dog. It's the dogs to take something that may be key this year too. And granted, coaches switch up stuff. Don't get me wrong, but you got a you got a Clemson DB back there that transferred in. That is so, correct. I mean, and boy, you know he he's licking his chops back that could there. Could be he cannot a new wait. quarterback that hadn't seen a whole lot of action. Correct. That's what I'm saying. I'm right there with you. And then we got a you know at this point now a third year starter coming back completely healthy. Full fall, full spring to be ready to go in JT Daniels. High on the Heisman list. I'm excited to watch the dogs play. I'm very happy with them at five. I think that's a very comfortable spot. I, again, I think there's arguments to be made. Yeah. They should be higher. Ohio State comes in at number four. We we know C.J. Stroud. Yeah. I'm telling you right now, C.J. Stroud is going to be your starter week one. Listen, Ryan Day, an incredible offensive mind. There is not much competition in the Big Ten. Yeah. Big Ten is hard-nosed. Anything can happen football. I get that, boy. You know, Iowa might beat anybody on any given day. Wisconsin will probably be your number two there. Listen, Michigan ain't beat you since you yeah. know Harbaugh took over. We're not worried there. I think Ohio State at four is comfortable, even yeah. though a lot of unknown variables with this brand new starting quarterback. It's hard to pick against them until you see something that, that alarms you. Because I mean, they don't play nobody. Yeah, they don't. So, I mean, Ohio State, if C.J. Stroud comes out or whoever they pick starting quarterback, we're going to C.J. right now. If, Comes out and balls out. But, you know, you're going away from Justin Fields into a new quarterback, so that's always scary. You don't know what you're going to get. Exactly. Clemson, a, number three, DJ Uigonlele. Hey, I, that was pretty good. It was good. Come on now. I still give Clemson, as of right now, probably the, the, the best chance to win the ACC. I agree. DJ, of all these new quarterbacks, has the most experience we've seen. Played pretty well against Notre Dame at Notre Dame last year, so I got to give it to him there. But, yeah, I think – Watch out for North Carolina and Miami and FSU. Yeah. But other now, I'd say Clemson. Clemson probably is the most accurate pick of these at three of the teams with new quarterbacks. I think so too. I think but. that's a, I think that's a comfortable spot for them. I think that's fair. But again, I think they're there because they are Clemson, just like Alabama is there because they are one. And on paper, who do you put in that spot against? You know, I get it. I'm with you there. And again. We could talk after week. Maybe they beat Georgia by forty points, and you go, "Holy cow! Yeah. DJ is incredible. They yeah. are incredible. They're all, you know." We might have to have those conversations. Yep. But as of now, on paper, a starting quarterback who you mentioned the Notre Dame game, the lights were way too bright for that kid that night. Yep. I mean, he fumbles that ball right there. You know, Notre Dame scores. They go into overtime. He couldn't. The Clemson team couldn't handle it. They take a L. They come back with Trevor Lawrence. They beat him by 30 points. Yeah. Who? What is the factor? What is the limiting variable in that equation? I agree. It's DJ. Yeah. So, we'll see. He's got the probably the biggest game of his life, you know, week one. Yeah. It's the biggest game in college football, you know, on the regular season schedule week one. What will the lights look like? I trust my quarterback a lot more than him at this yeah, point. But, again, right 
a lot of variables going up there. Number two, Oklahoma. Oklahoma's going to be nasty now. The Spence. best team on paper in college yeah, football? For sure. For I sure. agree. I mean, you got probably your Heisman winner sitting right there behind center. So Something crazy happened last year, dude. Oklahoma, Lincoln, Riley, they woke up one day and said, hey, how about we play some defense? Yeah, how about we play some? How about we play some good football? And daggum, if they didn't, they, you know, we I've probably, you've heard me mention it probably ten times. Last year, halfway through the season, Lincoln, Riley says, hey, Spencer, come here. There's a bench over there. I'm going to need you to sit on it. Yeah. Let's the kid sit on the bench for a little bit. The kid gets his mind right, comes in, and just lights it up. Yeah. Spencer Rattler, number one in the Heisman voting yeah. for sure this year, like going into the preseason. That team is yeah. deadly. I think the only one who threatens them is Iowa State, but watch out, Texas. There's a rivalry there. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do three weeks from now, but I'm telling you right now, of all the teams in the top five, they're the one team sitting up there where when they wind up in the top four of the end season, I'm like, yeah, I figured that. Yep, honestly, I agree. And then Bama, number one. Bama number one. Bama's only question mark, in my opinion, is Bryce Young. If Bryce Young puts an exclamation part there instead, I think Bama's going to have another dominant season. But until I see that. Well, see, I, I'm with you, but look at all the talent they lost on the offensive line. I mean, you look at the wide receivers. John mentioned the third. That's going to be the big yeah. – that he, he should have the breakout season. He should be the star. Here's a big thing. You know, a lot of people – when you make the argument of it's Bryce Young's first season coming in, and they go, well, it was Mac Jones' first season coming in, yep. too. Yeah, but Devontae Smith's open by 10 yards every time you throw him the football. Well, Mac, and Jones, Mac Jones was could put there him on. for a lot longer. He was. Too. That's true. I agree with that. Bryce Young will be – so, he, he was a red – did he he's, red he's, He redshirted last year. Okay, so, so redshirt freshman coming in, yeah. brand-new starter. Again, he's thrown 22 passes in his college career. Yep. He will not have the dynamic receivers that, you know, there won't be no Jerry Judy back there. No. There will not be a Heisman winner in Devontae Smith. The aforementioned John mentioned the third. Like I said, he should be your breakout star. But obviously, let's give let's give the best the best coach in college football history his due. Nick Saban comes in every year. He reloads. New offensive coordinator, new defensive coordinator. He doesn't have a new – I'm saying it doesn't matter. He could have a new water girl, water yeah. boy. He's coming in, and he's going to have a great season. But yeah. it falls on Bryce. It's that it offense. What does it look like? And I will say – I mean, Bama, Bama recruits talent, let's just be honest. But everywhere. Bryce Young does not have a Tua sitting back behind him, I don't think. I don't think he's going to have Jones sitting back behind him. He doesn't. So, it falls on him. And if Bryce Young does not do well, Alabama may not do well. So, we'll have to see what happens with Bryce. It, I think this is the iffiest team coming into the season that Alabama's had in the past couple of years. Because yep. brand-new offensive coordinator, obviously, coming in from the NFL – and we've seen Saban do this so many times. I think they've had 10 offensive coordinators in the last two months. Like, that's how often they change. But brand-new quarterback, brand-new OC, a yep. lot of talent lost. I mean, you, I, what do they have, like four people go in the first round? Because oh, yeah, Saban sure. knows how to recruit and develop talent. You got it. Like I said, you got to give him credit where credit yep. is due. Man, I cannot wait to see it. It is going to be exciting. Let's jump into week one. Just give us your thoughts. What is your most exciting game on paper that's not Georgia Clemson. Not Georgia Clemson. I was like, I was about to ask you, are we going week zero here or week one? Okay, week we, one. We'll touch on week zero for sure. We, I mean, I got to go that Alabama-Miami game if we're not talking Georgia Clemson. That's a – Alabama on paper I still think wins that game, but Miami is not, you know, to be slept on. Here's the, here's the kicker, and we've talked about this several times. I think Alabama overall is the better team. But you got a first-time starter in Bryce Young versus a sixth-year De'Aaron King. See, and to me, D D is the he is the he's the question mark. How healthy is he? That's true. We like you see people tear the ACL. They come back. Has he already had a full spring camp yeah. to trust that ACL, yeah. or is he going to be a little bit gun shy? Because let's be honest, you're playing Alabama week one. There ain't no time to be gun shy. Yeah. And it's like I told you too, though. And granted, Derek prior to this is very agile, very mobile, very athletic quarterback, but athleticism cannot replace experience and knowledge. And you oh, got I agree a with lot that. Of experience by their Derek King. A lot so. of returners. And hey, Miami did well in the transfer portal as yeah. well. Got a couple dudes from Georgia. They I mean they they got some dudes oh, back there. Oh God, you remind me Tyreek Stevens and went to Miami, man. What the yeah, heck? Don't do that to me. Facts. <laughs> a couple FSU also got a couple dogs too. Jermaine too. Johnson over there. That's, that's a beast there. 
To piggyback off your pick, I would probably go Alabama-Miami as well if we were avoiding that Clemson-Georgia game. But another game that I'm just super interested in and I think is very exciting, week one, Thursday night, Ohio State and Minnesota. Again, we've mentioned it four or five times. C.J. Stroud will be your brand-new quarterback Mm -hmm. over at Ohio State. Ryan Day, they come in going up against a Golden Gopher team who last year looked really bad, the year before looked really good. Uh, What's the quarterback's name for – for Minnesota? Uh, Tanner Morgan. Tanner Morgan comes back. I think it's his fourth year. I think this will be his senior season. Row the boat. Obviously, I'm not – at this point, I'm not picking Minnesota. It yeah. would be kind of stupid to not. But that's an interesting game. You also got Tennessee playing Bowling Green. You will get to see an SEC team play early and often that Thursday night. Hey, weird things happen on Thursday night, bro. You remember like four or five years ago when Appalachian State opened up Thursday night game versus Tennessee and almost upset them. Yeah, well, you know, Tennessee has the very big benefit this year of doing well. In the, oh, wait, never mind. They lost everybody in the transfer portal. They didn't do well in the transfer hey, portal. But them, them, them bags of cash, though. Them bags they of cash. Got, yeah, hey, McDonald's, you might get a McDouble or you might get a bag of cash from Jeremy Pruitt. You never know. Is there anything that excites you about week zero? Besides, uh, I mean, college football is on TV. Let's be honest. That's exciting. Game day again, live from Atlanta. Migos performing. We're going to set the tone early. Chicken will be in the fryer. Let's get it. Let's be honest. Anybody besides Nebraska and Illinois? Not really. I mean, you get to see UCLA early, but True. I mean, other than that, they probably won't do anything in the Pac-12 anyway. So, but hey, we get football, so hey, we can't ain't complain. That the truth. We get football. Listen, we will be coming at you next week. We will be picking all conference winners. All week one games. We will give you our final four, our final two, our national champion, all coming up next week. So stay tuned for that. It is good to be back. This was a nice feeling. It was, yeah. I think you can probably tell the excitement in our voice. Listen, we started talking about college football. I freaking love college football. The the past like two weeks counting down has just been so much fun. Starting to watch game film again, breaking it. I've literally watched probably 30 college football games in the last two weeks. If anything comes on, I'm recording it. I'm watching it. Breaking down film, watching spring games, circling some names, some dates. It's been a lot of fun. What you think? 14 days, ladies and gents, and we're there. I'm ready for it. 14. Technically, was it 12 now for the Thursday night? Well, yeah, for the Thursday night. Yeah. I don't know. So I always, I always bro, count down those, for Georgia football. Those third, those, yeah. those, I'm telling you, those that Thursday night slate ain't bad, man. There's, no, some, there's some good games there. That Ohio State game, That's imagine Ohio State gets upset. Not even, I mean, technically week one, but on a Thursday night. Oh, yeah. Boy, you going to come over and watch it? I may. We'll oh, ball out. We'll, we'll see. see. But, uh, Jordan, where can the people find you? Oh, I, I forgot my handles at this point. Instagram, Twitter, Harris underscore six. Facebook, Jordan Harris. Warhouse six, PlayStation. Yeah, Monday through Friday, working in my, working in my little office area. There you go. You can find me at Connor Mason Chandler on Instagram, Connor Chandler on Facebook and Twitter, and us at Bash Bros Pod on Twitter. We're going to be pretty active on there, say, live tweeting. Pick up a little bit. We oh, no, we <laughs> will for sure, dude. It's college football season. There is a lot to talk about man it has been fun it is nice to be back college football is back in seven days we will see you soon god bless go dogs and as always we are the bash brothers signing off you're